This is Chelsea Wingo. And I'm Amy Covell. And this is our podcast, Hashtag Life Goals. Each week, we examine one of our life goals and figure out what steps we need to take to make them a reality. So come join us. It's going to be fun. Covell. And this is Hashtag Life Goals. Movie reviews. Woo-hoo! Well, welcome to another special episode where we review the movies that we have been assigned over the last couple of weeks or ones that we have gone and seen together. So special indeed. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one's a little bit different because it's not just movies. It's also anime. Right. Yeah. So... In all reality, it's one movie and a whole bunch of anime TV shows. Yes. But we're still calling it movie reviews. Yes, exactly, because that's what this segment's about. But yeah, for a little context, the anime that we'll be reviewing is from our hashtag anime episode with the Irefree children for the ones that they assigned us. Yes. Which was a lot, because they're big anime fans. (laughs) Yeah, we kept asking them each for one episodic to have us watch one episode of, so we would have had like three half-hour TV shows to watch, which would have been equal to being assigned one yeah. movie. Yeah, but, but no. <laughs> no, they they threw everything, un, including the kitchen sink, at us. Yes, they threw it all on a silver platter for us to devour. <laughs> oh, and Kennedy is still harassing me about watching the Godzilla movie. Oh, that's right. She loves She really wanted me to watch the Godzilla anime, and I kept telling her, I'm like, no, we're doing TV shows. We're not doing movies, because mm-hmm. that's too much. Yeah. And she texted me probably four times yesterday, oh, when wow. I'm in the house with her, <laughs> about watching it. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm so, here. So I think there's going to be some good Godzilla watching for me in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll probably make her just watch it with me at mm-hmm. summer vacation time. So yeah, no, I've uh, I, there's a friend that I go to boxing with that has is a big Godzilla fan. So we've been talking about seeing Godzilla. Oh, King of the Monsters. Happened. Yeah, King of the Monsters. Well, that one's not anime though. That is not animated. No, but she is a big Godzilla fan. So that yeah. was the connection I was trying to make. Kennedy already <laughs> went and saw that. She loved it. Yeah, I I never was a big Godzilla fan. I appreciate it. I appreciate the monster of what it is in the franchise that he's created with the games and the series and all Agreed. that. But it's I'm just not big into monsters. I mean, I like monster movies. I like creature movies. Yeah, but. Godzilla's not for me. Yeah, Godzilla's not one of them for me. I'm more of like the creature movies, things like Jaws or Peter mm-hmm. Benchley's The Beast yeah, or Jaws was Piranha. Good. Yeah, I haven't seen The Beast Pir- or Piranha. All right, so those are both very enjoyable creature movies. Okay. But I, I think that's the thing is I'm more into creature movies that are based more in reality. So mm-hmm. which is why the, I think it, what was it, 1999 or 2001 Godzilla movie that okay. with Matthew Broderick Matthew in it? Matthew Broderick, yeah. I loved it. It <laughs> is widely considered a terrible movie. Mm-hmm. I loved it because that one, they looked into the science of it. They gave an explanation for it. Ah. That, I think it's because I'm more of a science fiction nerd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I was yeah. like, that I liked. So they're trying to base it in some reality. Yeah, that would that would make more sense. Uh, I think one of the only main creature movies that I watched and I actually genuinely like would be King Kong. 
the one mm-hmm. with Naomi Watson, Jack Black, and yes, the rest yes. Of the I didn't that go was... see the the next one. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see it. I didn't see it either. I've been to the ride a bunch of times because it's on the Universal Studio yes, Tours yes. ride, but I haven't seen that movie. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so we're go- so we're jumping all over the place. With we Godzilla. are. We are. We need to get an anime. Yeah, but first, I do want to ask, how are you doing? You know, real quick. Oh goodness. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm a little scattered right now. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I fell on the stairs of my apartment like a week ago oh, and, boy. <laughs> and I'm okay. I didn't break anything. I didn't sprain anything, but I strained the muscles on the whole left side of my body. So Ooh. like my left foot is like slightly off. My knee's a little wobbly. My left hand types slower now than my right. And it's like, the doctor says I'm fine. I'll be okay in a few days. But it's super irritating. <laughs> it makes it hard to get anything done. Mm-hmm. And yeah. as you know, this weekend, yeah. I was trying to get stuff done in my apartment. Yeah. Which was already frustrating and hard. Because every time I tried to walk, I was like, all screwed it's up. It's kind of like teeter-totter a little bit. It's yeah, like, Chelsea's been watching me <laughs> uh, try to struggle to walk. And then uh, a swarm of bees was in my apartment. Oh, right. Yes, the bee incident yes not the bees the bees sorry had to make that reference continue and i'm like i'm not kidding you guys it's not like a couple bees got in my apartment like no, no there was a swarm of bees <laughs> coming into my apartment from a vent <laughs> i had to take a shower with a fly swatter to kill all the bees so i could take a shower I'm sorry, I should not be laughing, but it is a funny image. Just like, die, die, die with a fly sweater while trying to get clean. It was, so it s- was, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so life's a little weird and crazy right now. <laughs> well, I am very sorry, even though I am laughing right now. I am sorry. It's very Amy, comical. I get it. Yeah, it is. I very- definitely called my parents right after the bees, the bees happened, and mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, it's basically like fuck my life. I'm like, what is going <laughs> on? Like, I cannot. <laughs> like, I cannot catch a break right now. I'm like, what is this? First the flood, then the fall, now the bees. bees. <laughs> and while I'm on the phone with them, every once in a while, I'll hear a buzz. I'm like, hold on, I gotta Bzz. kill another bee, and I'd find five more to kill. Bzz. And, but so far, the last 36 hours, there's been no bees. Yay! They are still outside because mm-hmm. the the nest is still there. Yeah. But the last 36 hours, I have not tried to get into my apartment again. Okay, good. That's very, very good. So that's, so a, so that's a triumph there. fingers crossed. Knock on wood. <laughs> I guarantee you this is not made of wood. Oh, well, I mean, it looks like it, so anyways. <laughs> okay, so which anime did you watch so that we then we can talk about the yeah. same ones together and then know how many we have to do separate? Yeah, okay, so what we were assigned, we were assigned Happy Sugar Life yes. was one. I watched we were, that. Yeah, I watched that as well. Corpse Party was another. Yep. Soul Eater, I had already uh-huh. seen. I've okay. already seen at least the first episode, so I didn't have that. Full Metal Alchemist, Brotherhood, or the original. I have seen both already. Right. So, but it was a while back, so I might need to refresh. I watched but... Brotherhood because mm-hmm. um, I had already seen the original 2003 version and yeah, I had yeah, seen yeah. the live action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to talk about the difference between the 2000 and the 2003. Even though I haven't seen all of it, 
there are definitely some differences here. They're like, mm-hmm. hmm, interesting. And then the other one that I think was off the cuff was a yokai watch, which I couldn't find. So. Uh, I did not remember that one, so I didn't watch it either. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did watch Yuri on Ice, though, which you had already oh, seen. Oh, yes, Yuri on Ice. I still have to finish the last episode. I'm like right at the very end, even though I know <laughs> what happens because I'm a spoil sport. I always spoil things for myself. That's just how I am. I am sorry. Not sorry, but. <laughs> well, why don't we go ahead and start with Yuri on Ice then? Sure. Let's start with I only Yuri on watched Ice. one episode of Yuri on Ice. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if I had been, you know, like junior high age, I probably would have enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, agreed. Because I definitely, there was a book series that I used to read growing up that was called Silver Blades. That was Silver all Blades, about okay. um, these girls who were in an ice, who were ice skaters and were in competition. Ah. And because um, I always loved ice skating. That was something mm-hmm. I wish I could do. <laughs> but I never did because apparently my parents took me when I was three mm-hmm. and I cried the entire time. Oh, no. So they never tried again. So I didn't go <laughs> ice skating they, again until I was in high school. They thought they were doing something good for you. But apparently when you got older, it just became something that you were a little more passionate about or wanted to at least try. I guess so. I don't know. But yeah, they said you were so terrified and mm-hmm. hated so much we never took you again yeah no I've uh I've dabbled in ice skating I I never did you know any like crazy jumps or anything but every once in a while definitely growing up you know you go to the ice skating rink it's fun you definitely fall on your ass it's better to fall back it's better to when you're falling to fall backwards than forwards because if you fall forwards you can break your wrists but and then in the back you have a nice cushy As my wrists will attest. (laughs) Oh, no. But yeah. um, And then also, funnily enough, I remember this is kind of off topic, but school, we did, um, we had to write like a letter to someone we admired. And mine was to Michelle Kwan. (laughs) So I wrote a letter to her and I did a whole biography project on her. Cool. So, and I think I still have like the book of my terrible drawings with like the big teeth and the long faces and big eyes. Have you ever seen the movie The Cutting Edge? No. Oh my God, you have to see that. That is where my love of ice skating really, like, I Cutting think edge, was okay. was mm-hmm. um, was sparked. It's about a um, a ice dancer um, mm-hmm. who's trying training for the Olympics, and then a hockey player who's um, who gets recruited to be her partner. Ah, uh, so it's a it's. For some reason, I'm making the connection to step up a little bit, if you see what I mean, because it was the dancer and then, you know, Could someone be. that visits Jenner. I don't know. And then I didn't see Step Up. Oh, okay. Step Up was made for teenagers. Okay. If, if, if any of you out there have seen Step Up, hopefully you understand the connection I am trying to make, but, you know, we won't dive into it because it's... I'm sure. I mean, that's a, a trope that is used a lot. Oh, yeah, of course. So, anyways, it's an amazing movie. Yeah, awesome. But, yeah, Yuri on Ice. So... I had watched it a while back. I, unfortunately, as I've said, have not completed it, but I have seen like 75, 80% of the episodes. And definitely because I think it's just the little girl inside of me just like, oh, I can't explain it. It's just, um, I'm trying to, th- I'm trying to form words of how, Amy's giving me a weird look right now because I'm trying to explain because it's been so long. The little girl inside of you, but it's not. <laughs> um, it's not your basic no 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 i think what romance it is story no it's not the basic it's... room no i know it's it's yaoi it's, it's boy yaoi. boy love yeah i think i think i'm trying to form the word so give me a moment it's been a while i'm sorry i think what it's i did been a while like... since she's formed words how dare she's you she's been drooling how 
dare you? How dare you? Okay, this is a conversation for later. <laughs> so, Yuri on Ice. I mean, the best way, I think, for me is that I, as much as I've been trying to deny it, I am a sucker for romance tales. So, I do love that, it's, that deep down it sort of is a love story. Um, not just between Yuri and his coach, but also for him picking back his love for skating. Because he, in the beginning, he tried to do a competition, he failed, and then he resorted back to living with his family and, you know, munching on a bunch of food. And that became his quote-unquote love, which is another trope that anime does of how anime characters will just be so in love with food. Like, think of Jughead from Archie Comics and that kind of thing. So Okay. Yeah. So um, I think I just loved how it was a unique spin on this love story and then kind of the transcendence of him trying to grow in self-confidence and as a better skater and in a way as a better person through the um, support and confidence from his idol right. in a sense. I did love the opening theme song. Isn't it such oh a good theme song? I told you. I told you. I'm sorry. I think I probably really love the opening theme song and probably the animation of it is what captivates me a little bit more maybe than the story but right. it does work well together right it works very well as i'm doing a weird hand motion <laughs> she's synchronized swimming in synchronized the studio. swimming in the studio just like ah! sorry i have way too much energy and no i don't drink coffee for those that ask i do not i would be bouncing off the walls if i did <laughs> or it could have the opposite effect you know like when ADD people take Adderall it like uh -huh. calms them down uh, and when mm, normal people take Adderall it hypes them up I would say no because the one time I have tried coffee once or twice it just built up the anxiety I had in my chest even more and it was not a good day so I try to avoid it as so no much as possible no coffee for Chelsea no coffee tea I'll take though just not too much tea <laughs> Herbal tea. Yes. Because you can't have black tea because that has way more caffeine than oh, coffee. Oh, no. No, no, no. I don't take Because that's what tea. I drink. Yeah. No, no. Which is probably why I don't like coffee. Because <laughs> you like black tea better. Right. It was like <laughs> the same thing. It's like, you know, I liked meth. I didn't like Coke because Coke was just a sad substitute for meth. <laughs> coffee is just a sad substitute for tea. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, any other comments of Yuri and Ice before we move forward? No, I think that's it. I Like I said, I only saw the one episode of it, um, mm -hmm. but the opening sequence is great. Yeah. Um, and I think it's something that I could have really gotten into oh, at, okay. at the right age Because that would be my next question, I think, to ask. Would you watch the next episode? Um, Maybe, mm -hmm. but I think it's more of like, so if Yuri on Ice was on... Cartoon Network at night. Yeah. And Adult Swim, like the way I saw Inuasha, and I just turned on the TV and it was on, I would totally watch it. Am I going to pull it up on YouTube and watch the series? Probably not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I could definitely see it as if it was kind of um, in a situation where Cartoon Network, because, um, hold on, trying to form words here, if Cartoon Network took Uranus and had it on their program, because like Steven Universe has become part of the programming and it's, um, you know. Well, and that's where I saw, you know, Inuasha, <clears throat> you know, was on Adult Swim. Mm -hmm. So back in the, you know, mid-2000s. And that was how I got introduced to it. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times if there are, especially animated shows, if there are animated shows that I don't love but I don't hate, um, if they're on in a block of programming that I watch, I'll just leave it on. Yeah. But if it's on, I just let it go. Yeah, exactly. 
All right. Uh, what anime next? Uh, Why don't we do Full Metal Alchemist? Okay, Full Metal Alchemist. Yes. This is one of my personal favorites. Again, I have not seen the whole series, but I know big plot points here and there. So, so. I only watched the first episode of Brotherhood because mm-hmm. I had to go back and look and say, okay, well, which is the version that I've seen? And apparently yeah. I had seen the original 2003 version. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I watched one episode of Brotherhood, and I have seen the live action and I was looking up information online. I'm like, oh, I assumed Brotherhood maybe would have covered a different storyline. Yeah. It no. covers the same damn storyline. So I was like, okay, so I really don't have to like try to watch a couple episodes of this. Yeah. Um, I'm like just one to kind of see. Um, information I was finding on the message boards and stuff were saying that the Brotherhood series was longer than the 2003 series and yes. was more true to the manga. Yeah. Manga. Manga. Sorry. <laughs> Continuing forward. But yes, no, I would agree with that. I have seen um, a few uh, uh, more episodes of the 2000 version as compared to Brotherhood. But 2003. 2003, excuse me. Uh, so wait, 2000, then 2003? No, it's 2003. 2003, and then... And then whenever Brotherhood came out. Okay. Uh, I need to remember that. <laughs> so 2003 compared to when Brotherhood came out, which I'll have to look back into. I feel so embarrassed after saying that this is one of my favorite animes. <laughs> but um, from um, when I, after watching a few episodes of the 2003, I watched some of the Brotherhood and definitely saw the parallels of the same storyline, but definitely saw the changes that they made in terms of character development or plot points or things like that in episodes the first thing that struck me in brotherhood was that they jump way down the timeline Mm -hmm. and i'm like oh so i guess we're going to find out their backstory through flashbacks throughout the series Mm -hmm. because the 2003 series is a little like deals with their backstory right away yeah yeah the first episode is all about their backstory all about doing the transmutation circle trying to bring their mom back and Mm -hmm. um and so is you know the way the live action movie is done is also done chronologically Mm -hmm. where the the prologue essentially of the movie is that whole thing when they're kids and then we jump into later yeah i think what i liked about the 2003 is that it dived more into their the chronological order, like you talked about, with their backstory of the pains and struggles that they go through, they go through that a lot more yeah. than they do in Brotherhood. And I find that storyline way more interesting than yeah. than watching Edward Ulrich on these quests. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I would agree that I found that because I had seen that first. That was what was more interesting to me. Like I actually would watch. At 2003, then I would go back to Brotherhood of the same episode and see because I thought in the first one, yeah, compare and contrast because definitely they crammed a bunch in the two in the um, later version. Right. But I definitely think they also covered a couple of things here and there regarding maybe some missing plot points or things that were dropped, like in the t- the, the Brotherhood right, right. things they ex- that were cut from the earlier one because yeah. they were not purchased for as many episodes so they didn't have as much time to tell the story yeah exactly and then also it says that it's the um it's the you know the the different times so the 2003 it definitely felt more of like the early 2000s the 90s version of how they set things up in terms of dialogue and setting up scenes and then the two and then the brotherhood it's more it flows better i think I had the exact opposite feeling. Okay. But maybe that's also an age difference thing. It could be, yeah. um, So I like the 2003 version a lot better. Mm -hmm. Um, The Brotherhood 
it was goofier. Yeah. Um, do you notice how they kept changing the art style? Like mm-hmm. they go from the really super artistic, normal anime drawings, and then they go to those very crude drawings with the circles for eyes with like no eyeballs in them. And then <laughs> like, it reminded me of Dragon Ball Z. Mm, okay. Okay, yeah. And I... it like, like when he would like freak out and stuff, mm-hmm. and it would go to this very like black and white with no backdrop painted and stick mm-hmm. figures. Mm-hmm. And... But I definitely started to see a lot of Kennedy's mannerisms and where she got them from. (laughs) Like in that first episode when he's yelling, you know, like, don't call me, you know, little. Don't call me little. Exactly. Kennedy does that all the time. Kennedy hates being called short. And we're like, Kennedy, there's nothing wrong with being called short. You are short. Yeah. You're four foot eight. Yeah, no, Edward Elric <laughs> hates it so much. That's so much. That's and so does Kennedy. And <laughs> I was like, oh, well, now I see where she gets it from. Mm-hmm. And I saw where, like, so she does facial expressions and stuff that mm-hmm. I definitely was seeing that I didn't see in, say, the fully animated scenes. Yeah. I was seeing in the stick figure style scenes. Mm, okay. And, yeah, so that style is definitely not for me. Yeah. Um, it's too childish for me. Okay, yeah. And the thing is, is that even though anime um, has a lot of child fans, it was not really created as a medium for kids. No, I can definitely see that. I feel like it's more that gray area of, like, definitely older audience that like they they try for that right and so it's like for example pokemon pokemon yeah. was specifically geared oh, towards yeah. kids definitely but they they actually end up avoiding some of those tropes that you see in later dragon ball z episodes or that i saw in the brotherhood series okay of the, like the very sporadic yeah. attitudes and freak outs and switching of styles yeah 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 I feel like because I still need to watch a lot more of both the Brotherhood and the uh, 2003 version, that way I would get a better understanding maybe which one I like more. Because like I said in the first few episodes is when they cover their backstory. Mm -hmm. 2003 does it a lot better and it's more connecting as compared to what I think the... um, the Brotherhood series is, but because um, it was feels so like it, quit, yeah, it quickens it quickens the pace, and there are some things that were kind of missing. But maybe if I went forward, I would understand. So maybe some with better. this fast cutting and this switching between the two styles, it does feel like a quicker pace. But for me, it feels disconnected. Mm-hmm. It's like a movie that doesn't know its tone. Yeah, it's not staying in one tone. Mm-hmm. So I was bored and mm-hmm. not watching. Okay, yeah. I I. Could not wait for those 30 minutes to be over. I kept, like, pausing. I kept pausing the episode to see how much was left because, like, mm-hmm. I needed to go to the kitchen. Yeah. And I was like, Jesus, I've <laughs> still got 20 minutes left? Oh, my God, 17 minutes left? I'm like, when is this going to be over? Yeah, I, I think that – I, I, I'm guessing at this point that probably uh, that um, Full Metal, uh, the Brotherhood, it's just it's just not your cup of tea. It's no, just and you. I really enjoyed the 2003 series. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't mind the live action movie. Um, Mm -hmm. It was fine. Mm -hmm. Um, There were some things I really liked about it and then other stuff I could leave behind. But part of that is just the style of doing a Japanese live action movie and dubbing it and, you know. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. I mean, I think because I'm sort of like, even though I'm a millennial, but I like kind of 
both styles in a sense and I'm kind of developing kind of what I'm more drawn to the more that I watch I feel like I will need to have to go back to both right. to quick to figure it out but I still I think what draws me a lot is definitely the characters definitely you know the tantrums here and there but the concept and also the, so the um, tantrums drive me nuts <laughs> I find it hilarious it's not funny to me because it pulls me out of the story mm-hmm. and it also I mean we're always in a lot of these animes we're dealing with teenagers. We're oh, yeah. dealing with adult situations like fighting monsters and things. Mm-hmm. So when you pull me out of the story with a childlike tantrum, yeah. it make it ruins the verisimilitude. Okay, it's like gotcha. you're asking me to buy in that this teenager is mature enough to be sent on these major quests, mm-hmm. and then you're showing me immediately why they should not be. <laughs> so that does not get me to buy into the universe now yeah. there are a lot of stories throughout the years whether it's movies books cartoons where we put teenagers in these adult situations or children in these adult situations like ash yeah he's in a pretty adult situation in yeah. pokemon but they keep it consistent mm-hmm. and so i buy in to that the reality more. of that universe mm-hmm. When you do these tantrums and change the artistic style in the middle of the episode, you've lost me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, because of how well-known Full Metal, Full Metal Alchemist is, I mean, there is definitely a portion of the audience that loves it as is or really connects with the characters or whatnot. And then again, because it is anime, because it is made in a different continent, in a different country, it's different cultural standards there are different things that they discuss and they talk about it's not right not, i'm just talking i don't want to say not typical but i'm just saying film language wise yeah that doesn't work for me mm-hmm. that's it that is a problem with tone yeah i yeah i i think when i watch anime i don't really look for film wise maybe every once in a while if there's one that i really connect with i will try to do so to see if i get a different perspective but i just i watch as like a anime consumer well i think you grew up with it way more i did yeah so for you know because like pokemon didn't come out until i was in junior high i think Mm mm-hmm so that is not something that I started watching as a child. And as a child, you're probably more likely to be able to jump on board with whatever film language they're using and yeah. style they're using. Mm-hmm. I have already been trained, you know, through what I grew up watching, what to expect. And this goes against expectations. And mm-hmm. if it doesn't... Um, grab me it won't change my expectations yeah so it's hard to adjust when you already have that yeah Yeah. i could totally see that and understand that which is why i think the anime shows that i like more the movies that i like more Mm -hmm. i like more the movies i do the shows yeah because they stick to one tone because they're a feature film and that language has not changed even if you're doing it in a feature length version yeah, no, I can see that. And then I think probably because, one, I did grow up with anime more and because I really dived into this when I had the opportunity to do so, I was really passionate and loved the concept and idea of making whatever the hell you wanted mm-hmm. and turning it into a story. So I think that's why I may be a little bit more lenient or a little bit more open to different right. types because there's such a variety. It's like, again, you can't go wrong. Except, is there such a variety? Because remember how we were talking about how I'm sick and tired of the same trope of teenagers fighting monsters. Did you see your lie in April? That no. doesn't have that trope at okay. all. But anyways, we talked. We talked about that on the. We episode. did. We did. I think now, 
and growing up. Go even, ahead. Like, I like Full Metal Alchemist, the 2003 one. Mm-hmm. But that, you know, that came out in 2003. So that was still being done on, like you said, that it's got that more 90s kind of feel to yeah, it, yeah, early yeah. 2000s, where the tone is consistent. Um, let's get into Soul Eater. Okay. More teenagers fighting monsters. (laughs) So you're saying there's all this variety, and yet I'm like, then why am I constantly seeing the same storyline? Well, here's the thing. The the Refugee Children, they're lovely. They recommended what they liked, and obviously this is their cup of tea. This is what they like in terms of anime. I feel that now more But there's only two of the things they recommended that deal with that trope. So they actually have a much wider... Um, palette for anime storylines mm-hmm. than than just the teenagers fighting monsters. Yeah, but that's 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 some of the things that they recommend, and that's what, kind of what we've been talking about. But I was saying that like later on down the line, like now in today's day day and age, and then later on they are they expanded that a little bit more. Right. In terms of the trope because of a lot of the 90s. But we're getting all over the place with this 90s trope thing. We could talk for hours about this. So how about we just focus on Soul Eater? Sure. I watched two episodes of Soul Eater. Mm -hmm. I watched one on my own and then I watched one with Bella because she insisted I keep watching it. Now she's like keeps asking me if I've watched more episodes. And no, I'm not going to. (laughs) I can't. Because it's just teenagers fighting monsters. And I'm like... Mm -hmm. Who the hell puts teenagers in a school to learn to fight monsters? Where are the adults? <laughs> there that is, doesn't make sense to me. There is one adult who who is um, the father of the yes. female protagonist, who is also the same voice as Edward Elric. Oh, is he? Yeah. I think that's also one of the other things I really like about anime is that the voice... Uh, English dub casting, uh-huh. I can recognize their voices throughout because they definitely use mostly the same people. So it's fun and interesting to figure out, oh, wait, why does this sound familiar? Oh, he's this person. He's also related to that person right, and that right. person and that person. So it's just a lot more variety. But no, I could definitely see how Soul Eater would not be your cup of tea. I liked the witch. The she witch. was cool. The, the cat. Witch. Oh, yeah, the cat witch, yeah. She was cool. I could have handled a whole lot more of her. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Like the in the first episode, the lead guy drove me nuts. Yeah, so yeah. both of the guy actually in both episodes because in the second episode we meet another pair whose roles are switched as yeah. in who's the fighter and who is the who's the weapon the, the weapon. Um, I liked the girl from that set a lot better. Mm, the, the girl, girl that fighter. was the weapon. Yeah. Oh yeah, the girl that was the weapon. Mm-hmm. But both of the guys, I'm like, ugh. I'm like, this is why I don't want to see teenagers doing this because I'm like, these both of these guys are so egotistical and yep. so stupid. Yeah, it is. And I'm like, I, I'm like, how are these girls even putting up with them? I would have, those other two girls should have left the guys behind and they could have met up together and one of them been yep. the fighter and won Again, the weapon. And I yeah. get, I'll bet you they would have gotten their 99 souls and a witch a lot faster. They probably did, hence why they bitches get, get it done. Yeah, which is probably why they didn't do that because they would make more struggle and more short. episodes and more marketing. It would be too short, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure there's a fandom that has made that happen. Seriously, it would be like five episodes in. I know, it'd just be like, be done. not even five, it'd probably be done in one. Let's be freaking honest here <laughs> but no they that that is one of the things about anime is that they do again the trope of the egotistical boy and that kind of thing i mean there's definitely more that i've come across uh through anime that are more of a pain in the ass than oh i'm sure and, i'm sure and then also side note like this the like simulation games i i will admit i had a fad 
and I kind of am in right now when I would play those like simulation dating games with like all the anime hot oh, guys yeah, yeah. and those egotistical guys. I just I'm always think just because it's I know probably girls me. always like the bad boy, but we don't like Ugh. the bad boy who's full of himself. Exactly. I like I don't understand that, Ugh. but it's still like a top choice. And I'm just, is it because like, oh my gosh, like I can change him, I can change who he is. But again, it's a simulation dating app game. Girls, <laughs> you cannot change them. Stop thinking you can. Yeah, that exactly. will save you so much heartache. Yes, it definitely will. But yeah. Um, so, like Black Star, that was why she really wanted me to watch the second episode. She's oh, like, Black yeah, Star's yeah, yeah. so funny. I'm like, he's not funny. He's dumb. <laughs> no, yeah, I I watched. I again, it's been a long time since he I've made, seen. He Eater. really reminded me of uh, Dragon Ball Z, the one with the when they're kids. What is that one called? Oh, I Dragon Ball Z kids. Hold on, let me research this real quick. Oh, callback. Uh, Brotherhood is 2009. 2009. Okay, okay. got it. So. I'll look into Dragon Ball Z Kids for a second. Uh, uh. I just don't remember the subtitle of that Dragon Ball Z series. Uh, all it just says is Dragon Ball Z. Uh, I think it's just as Dragon Ball Z. I I don't I don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm not. It's got, it's got a little subtitle. Yeah, to it's it, but I whatever. Don't know. Yeah, I'm not a Dragon Ball Z fan. That was uh, that was a big anime. I did um, not get into. So my ex fiance was a big into Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um. And it was kind of that difference between Full Metal Alchemist 2003 and Brotherhood. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The original Dragon Ball Z was more was animated and story wise done more like the original Full Metal Alchemist. The one with the kids was done more like Brotherhood. Yeah, no, I. So it's that weird time difference. That, tra- thing. that transition. That transition yeah. of style. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so Soul Eater. I mean, it was fine, but yeah. I'm like, I'm tired of watching people fight monsters. Yeah, no, I, I, it's again been a while since I've seen the episodes, but definitely when I watched, I was intrigued with the characters, but I was just like, eh, okay, like story wise. I think if there's a day when I need to binge, which will probably be in the next couple, because I'm packing and moving, <laughs> I will probably just throw that on there and like let it play in the background. Which actually leads me to, <laughs> it leads me to Happy Sugar Life. Oh my god, uh, so this is the one I want to talk about the most. Uh, <laughs> you start. Um, I also did a whole bunch of research on Happy Sugar Life. Okay, good. You did all your research. Again, I was, I'm moving, I'm packing, so I'm, my life's a little bit, like, crazy up in the head for the moment, so mm-hmm. I was Try, I watched uh, Happy Sugar Life. It's on Amazon Prime, which is great. So I was yes. able to watch it that way. I think way. I watched four episodes of it. This is the one I watched the most of. Oh, I only watched one. Which is fine. <laughs> and um, I'll explain to you why I watched as many as I did. I, I'm, I'm intrigued. But yeah, no. Um, but as I was saying, kind of leading into this, um, I was busy with other stuff that I kept forgetting to look up. So I had to keep rewatching with what happened. Right, because you'd miss things. I'd miss things, yeah, because I was because it wasn't pulling me in enough to. Um, yeah, get so that. I feel like Brotherhood would have been that for me if I didn't already know the story. Yeah. So like I didn't feel that need to rewind to see what happened because I yeah. know what happens in the story. Yeah, and then like <laughs> uh, I mean, you find out later on of how she might be, you know, a little cuckoo crazy and that kind of thing, even though she comes off all cutesy and yeah, all that Yeah, she's fun a, stuff. what do they call yandri. it? A, a yandri. Yandri, yeah. yeah. I think the reason I wasn't... She's my ex-girlfriends, all of them. <laughs> I think one of the reasons I wasn't that much into it, like, I'm intrigued with the concept in the first episode. Like, I'm happy that even though she was a little, like, 
ding, 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 like kind Mm -hmm. of like getting into that psychological mode of kind of like I do this, like blackmailing and whatnot. It was intriguing. I think because I had watched Future Diary and I have – I've seen, you know, with Yunogasa and that kind of thing. Like, I think she takes, like, the top spot of, like, yandere girl so for So you're me. like, I've seen this, but seen it done better. Yeah. Okay, which is Yeah, fine. and then, I mean, I'm still trying to understand. Again, because anime is such, like, a gray area that you can make whatever you want, which, you know, we won't get into because it's just a lot of stuff can be explicit. So me trying to understand the love between the main girl and Shinobu, who, who Bella, Shio, Shio excuse me. So I can't even say the name right because I was Shio. Shio. How much she loved the little girl so much as like so, an actual love. So I'm just like trying to figure that out. And no, that you already have the research for exactly it. Exactly so. why I ended up watching more episodes and ended up researching because like when I watched because I watched the first episode. Yeah. And then I was talking to Bella about it, and Bella was like, "Oh, how did you like it?" I said, "You know, I'm." creeped out yeah yeah i'm like this is very weird i'm like because she loves shio i'm like and she when i meet shio i'm like shio's like a five-year-old oh yeah she is and i was like i don't know if i'm just misunderstanding it if she's just supposed to be short and she's like oh i didn't get that i'm like it's super inappropriate bella i'm like i'm like this is like a child yeah and i'm like especially when you're paired with like the sexual harassment storyline going on at her work yeah exactly i was like mm-hmm. so hyper sexualized and then she's in love with a child yeah no and exactly so bella was like oh i'm so sorry she's like well you should try to watch a little more of it so i watched more of it i watched three more episodes of it and did research uh-huh. i am not wrong shio is a child of course yeah no of course she is a child <laughs> Uh, right. And so what I do find interesting is out of all of the anime we watched, you know how I talked about that I know the trope of the teenagers fighting the monsters yeah. is all based on inner demons and mm-hmm. exploring those kinds of themes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy Sugar Life mm-hmm. is the most thematic and um, underlying messages rich anime out of everything we watched no i definitely see that so it is so it deals with pedophilia yeah it deals with abduction and um uh what do you call that syndrome um uh what is it i I know exactly that stockholm syndrome stockholm syndrome stockholm syndrome deals with stockholm syndrome Mm -hmm. a lot of it is um it deals with trauma yeah it deals with the cycle of childhood abuse Mm mm-hmm it deals with rape. It It's so rich. Yeah. So as weird as the Shio stuff is, I may actually continue watching Happy Sugar Life because then as an adult, they are giving me a lot to chew on. Interesting. Okay. So I- for, all right. So I, yeah, I watched more because I want to make sure my suspicion, I want to see if my suspicions were right. Yep. All right. So here's some of the research that I pulled up. <laughs> Here we go. So the central theme of the show is that children need to experience love while growing up for they will crave it when they don't receive it. Mm. So pretty much every underage character in the series has a different problem, but they all have a common source. They want to love and be loved. Mm -hmm. Thanks to 
useless or flat out abusive parental figures, most of the cast feels lonely and neglected. And the plot mostly consists of their usually unhealthy attempts to cope with this clashing with each other. Mm-hmm. While some of them, including the villain protagonist, do pretty horrible things in their quest for love, the series still gives them some level of sympathy due to their Freudian excuse, implying they could have lived better lives if the adults around them were actually capable of raising them right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. So they said the Freudian excuse is to explain their behavior, but their suffering abuse leads them to pass that abuse on intentionally or no. That's what I was talking about, that cycle yeah. of abuse, the cycle of trauma. Yeah. Abduction, pedophilia, trauma, the cycle of sexual sexual abuse, sexual harassment, fighting against sexual stereotypes, and power dynamics. Those are all major themes of the show. Mm-hmm. And so I think because it is so rich, that would be what would keep me watching. Interesting. I might actually recommend Future Diary for you. Okay. Because that, I think, it it doesn't... It does, in a way, cover all those topics, but it throws in the element of how all these people are competing against each other to kill each other off to become uh, Lord of Time of God with these future diaries before the world ends. So kind of like a Doki Doki Literature Club. Kind of. Where they're killing each other off so they can get the boy. I don't know about getting the boy. That's more you know. <laughs> well, I'm just saying killing mm-hmm. people off to get the boy is way more realistic than killing people off to become a god of something. No, I no, I understand how that is definitely more realistic. But yeah, no, I would recommend Future Diary for you. I may go back and watch a couple more episodes, but again, because I had watched Future Diary, and that was the first time I ever saw that kind of trope. Know, trope. I really liked it, and I don't haven't really seen anything kind of like compared to it and it feels like it i I see where this is going i kind of understand what's going to happen even if i keep on watching so i may watch it later on but it's not on my top top list yeah this one i may continue watching i'm questionable but Mm -hmm. now let's talk about the one that i'm definitely and most likely to continue watching i had a feeling this is going to be the one that you're going to keep watching corpse party yes i actually i actually want to keep watching this one too even though I'm not the biggest bloody, gory fan and everything, I do have a couple, like Future Diary. Then there's also Elf and Lead, which is pretty bloody and gory. But because this is a new... I don't want to say this is a new concept, but I haven't watched an anime like this. And I know it's also based on a video game as it is. well. And so. I want to say that like based on a video game, it immediately brought up for me the original Resident Evil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The first three Silent Hills. Yes. It has that feel to it. Yeah, it does. And um, once, so once they end up in the haunted school, yeah, then I was bought in. Mm-hmm. The first ten minutes of it, the setup, and the you know the cheesy you know boob grabbing by accident and stuff like that. Well, yeah. the boob grabbing didn't really bother me. It's just yeah. like the cheesy happy go luck go lucky side of it. Oh yeah, definitely. I like that part of anime does not excite me. Yeah, it doesn't the, do it the for kawaii you. stuff. I don't like kawaii. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I know. I do not care. I, I see all, your face. All the anime I watch, the only anime I really watch that is cute and kawaii would be Kiki's Delivery Service. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's an anime movie. Not a show. Exactly. But like the movies I like are all darker. 
Yeah, that is um, just your tone, your aesthetic. That's the tone. That's my aesthetic, mm-hmm. which is so funny because I love things like the Care Bears. Yeah. Like, I will watch the old Care Bear but movies over and over again. But they could be demented and again. scary if you no, turn it one way or another. No, I don't make my Care Bears demented and scary. Care Bear Power! Oh, my God. Stop. Don't do that. I'm don't stopping. do that. I love oh my, my Care Bears sweet Am I making Amy nervous now? <laughs> d- d- don't ruin my I childhood. I never make Amy nervous. It's usually the opposite way around. I will not abuse this power, but... Okay, moving on. <laughs> so, yeah. So, once we got into it, once we're all separated and yeah. we're dealing with the ghosts and the blood and the gore, I bought in and I started mm-hmm. really enjoying it. Yeah. Um, I watched two episodes of this. Mm-hmm. I've only seen one. I'm really glad I watched the second episode. Mm-hmm. Because in the second episode, you get to see one of the ghosts of the children. Mm-hmm. Um complete like their unfinished business and get to move on nice okay so then i was like okay now i understand what the framework of the show is going to be Mm -hmm. and it is very much like a video game you know you've got to collect items you've got to do challenges and quests and stuff to get to the other side Mm -hmm. and um so i was like cool i now that i see how they're doing it and i i can trust that it's got a trajectory and that every episode is not just going to be more of the same with no movement. Mm-hmm. So basically they find the tongue that was cut out of the child and the child wants his tongue back. And when they give him his tongue back, he turns into bright light, white light and ascends yeah. to the afterlife. The, the, good, the, good, the good angel and the good spirit, it takes, he goes from bad to good. And then right, like, to well, basically, yeah. just like any ghost, their unfinished business is resolved, and so they can move on to the afterlife. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, no, um, I definitely, because uh, I knew of Corpse Party as a video game first than anime. I've never played the video game, but I saw YouTubers like Jacksepticeye, Markiplier, those people. You've watched uh, playthroughs. Playthroughs, a little bit, not a whole lot, because, again... I'm definitely not the best with blood and gore, and sometimes it will take a little bit to try and get me into that kind of stuff, which is funny because I have I do like horror stuff. Like, I'm excited for Ch- It Chapter 2 to come out, and I've seen the It series and all that stuff. Like, I love it, but definitely will you, some... Will you go see the, uh, the It... Uh, will you go see the Ick... Ick? Will you go see the It Mockbuster that I worked on? It's going to come oh. out same time as It too. Oh, right. That's right. Uh, remind me. Remind me when it comes around. <laughs> okay. But I, I can add to that on my list, yeah. But um, so I've seen bits and pieces. I've seen other, like, the similar video game style that is like this. I can't remember the name, but there definitely was another one of a girl who ended up getting trapped in a school. And she has to find things. She has to find her classmates. And her classmates get murdered as she hides to avoid right. being murdered. And if you make a wrong choice, you're immediately dead. So I've definitely played those games or watched people play those games, but not Corpse Party yet. So the anime was definitely an intro into that and as much as there are times when I did feel a little nauseous and sick <laughs> I, I, I'm not I, I do have a strong stomach but there are times when I just feel a little bleh, but well you know how we talked about I see some of the mannerisms that Kennedy has adopted coming from Full Metal Alchemist I see Alex's artwork having evolved from Corpse Party oh I can definitely see if you take Corpse Party and mix it with Bendy and the Ink Machine yes and then add Mickey ears and Alex's glasses you have most of his characters 
Yep, 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 yep. I can see that for sure. I mean, he dressed up as Benny and the Ink Machine for that Halloween party. So, Well, you should see some of his animation. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, even though that this is probably like a jarring one for me, this is probably the one that I want to watch the most because it's new, it's different. And, you know, when I build up the tolerance for it, I'll be like, oh, it's fine. Because that was the same thing with you with a, I always want to call it Unogasa, but it's not. It's Future Diary. It was the same with the Future Diary. It was the same thing with um, Elf and Lead that it was a very big shock to me that I kind of had to you know put on the blinders for a little bit but after I get used to it then I think I will understand and appreciate the story more but that one is the one that I I am the most intrigued with same for me so I will probably definitely watch more episodes of Corpse Party and then I think I may continue to watch Happy Sugar Life I I might want watch one or two of Happy Sugar Life I'm not exactly sure but probably because I am so attracted to those kinds of crazy women I mean, we've talked about it, yeah, right? Yeah, we've talked about my, it. My type when it comes to girls are bipolar heroin <laughs> addicts. Like, as every time, that's what they are. So, um, mm-hmm. a yandri is definitely along those lines. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crazy's good, because crazy's good in bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said that, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I did say that. Yeah. And I stand by it. And there are a million guys out there right now agreeing with me. Of, of course. Of course. Because it's just it's just part of it's just part of the um hum- <laughs> I can't even form words right now because I'm trying to make a connection. It's just uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> It's part of the milieu. The milieu. There we go. And I would say I'm probably definitely more attracted for in terms of anime wise, probably the like egotistical bad boy male so I'm probably going to watch more of Soul Eater get back into Full Metal Alchemist because that was part of my childhood and I haven't watched it in a while and I kind of that would be easy to just binge through until I get bored of it but yeah yeah but yeah so yeah so it was a lot of anime a lot and I'm still like going back and forth with other anime that I'm watching you know thanks to Verve and all that fun stuff but (laughs) so we have one more film to talk about Yes, we do. So Chelsea and I went to Film Invasion LA this weekend, Mm -hmm. and we saw Groupers. Yes, we did. Uh, Let's see if I can get the story straight. If I'm wrong, please let me know. So first off, Groupers is written and directed by Anderson Cowan, Mm -hmm. and he also has three different podcasts, and of which I am avid listener of all three. He Mm -hmm. has the After Disaster, Mm -hmm. um, he has the Film Vault, and he has Cinematics. Yes. So I have been listening to him and following his whole journey of making this movie. Hence why you had a really big connection to it. I had a big connection to it before we even got there. Yep. And I also did not tell Chelsea very much about the movie. No, I found out more when I got there. So the basic logline is that a grad student kidnaps two homophobic bullies to test the thesis of what they have stated that you can just will yourself to change your sexual orientation. Right, and she that, does, that homosexuality is a choice. It's a choice. Not something you're born with. Yes, and she tests this with a very interesting theory and trap. And Yeah, I feel like we have to talk about this with spoilers. We, yeah, so we have I'm to. I'm going to say 
if you do not want spoilers, then I would say end the episode here. Yes, I would please. highly recommend this movie. Chelsea, less so. You're going to have to make a decision for yourself. <laughs> Based on our opinions. But we do have to but go into spoilers to kind of... It will be coming to, th- to theaters in Los Angeles and a few other cities in September. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it will be coming to, I believe, Amazon uh, probably January of 2020. You see how much of a fan she is? She she knows she knows he, it inside and out. Well, he if, told us all of this. Well, stuff. I mean, he kind of did. You mentioned it. And he at I the thing. He was it like, he "Wait, into it. how how do you know this?" She's like, "I I I I'm listen." A listen. <laughs> I listen. He was a little surprised that he hadn't met me before because a lot of times when listeners come to these events, mm-hmm. he has already um, emailed back and forth with them a bunch. Yeah, and he has not interacted with me prior. So yeah, yeah. So I was kind of a out of the blue for him. He was just like. Wait, how does this person know? I don't understand. <laughs> but then he got into it, so yeah. Right. All right, okay, so, so spoiler time. Yeah, so so you'll go first because okay. you'll know this better inside and out than me. All right, Um. so spoiler time. So she, she kidnaps the boys and she hooks them together with a Chinese finger trap between their dicks <laughs> and tells them that if homosexuality is a choice, they need to prove this. By choosing to be homosexual and getting a hard-on for each other. And by doing that, they will be released from their trap. Exactly. So (laughs) if they get a hard-on, then the Chinese finger trap, which is kind of drooping right now with their flaccid penises in it, will lift and the bell attached to it will ring and she will release them. I'm already getting the image once again after seeing the movie. It was oh, genius. No, this is this genius. is the thing. Here's the thing. The concept is genius in itself. I was talking about this with a friend. Um, I was telling him how the I really liked the concept of it. And when I was telling, I was I didn't tell him the 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 Chinese finger right, trap. Right. And he was like, Oh yeah, no, I didn't give it to you. He was like, Wait, what? He's like, This is what happens when you go to an old boys school. They talk about this. So he had like already. T- apparently, it was already brought up when he went to school about this whole concept of the Chinese finger trap being it does surprise me. I yeah. mean, you know, there is actually a sexual position called Chinese finger trap. I did not know Okay, that. so the sexual position Chinese finger trap is when you have a girl giving a guy head while also um, being rammed by another guy. So in a devil's threesome, you can do a Chinese finger trap. You did not just do that. <laughs> what? <laughs> they talk about it in Chasing Amy. You've seen that movie. That was her nickname, Chinese Finger Trap. I have not seen that movie. I've seen bits and pieces. Oh, my God. I hate you when you watch, like, pieces of a movie and then act like you've seen it. it doesn't I've seen count. It, but I know it doesn't count. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Moving on. Moving well, on. Well, the, the Chinese Finger Trap, I, the concept and the idea, I did really like, and I thought it was very ingenious. I What lost it for me was a couple of things. One... The genre is a black comedy. And with black comedies, it's either a hit or a miss. Because sometimes with black comedies... You either connect to it or you don't. Yes. It you can either ease... find the same things funny that the um, that the filmmaker intended to be funny or you don't. Well, it's, the, it's, not, it's also that. And then sometimes with the situation, to me, sometimes it will not feel realistic, even though it's supposed to be a suspension of disbelief. And in this Copy. particular situation... There were definitely times I got pulled out, so I couldn't uh-huh. connect with it as much as I might have wanted to. So it was just there were definitely times I was just kind of 
I, I was kind of like wanting to progress a little bit forward, but I did enjoy the concept and kind of like the arc-ish a bit. I just, I got pulled out of it a lot. And then this was something that we also both talked about is how the characters, there were like one or two that we felt were very, very strong. And yes. some of the others, I mean, I felt that probably there was just like on top of another and on top of another and on top of another. So it kind of got lost in translation and all the pieces really weren't connecting. Because it starts me. very small scope with just yeah. the three characters, the yes. two guys that are abducted and the female grad student. Yes. And then slowly the scope um, widens and more mm. characters continually getting added to the story. Yeah, which is not a bad thing. I just felt like it was just You a felt lot. like it was getting to be, it wasn't necessary. By the end, it was a lot. It was too many. It was too many. It felt unnecessary. Yes, it was too many. One thing that I noticed, because you and I were talking about, there were like a few of the performances that you didn't really like, that you felt yeah. the acting was bad. And I said, you know what? In the beginning, I started, I felt that way mm -hmm. about those characters. Yeah. But then as the scope widened and more characters were added, I started to recognize. So the film takes place in the Los Angeles area. Mm -hmm. But if this had taken place somewhere like Stockton, California, mm -hmm. I know all of these people. I know <laughs> people like every single one of those characters. Mm -hmm. And so then once I once they started adding characters to it and I started to identify them more like that and I yeah. I pulled the location out of my brain yeah. as the backdrop, then they all made sense together for me. Yeah, I think I think the uh I think if they were set in a different area, maybe I wouldn't have LA put in my mind with this character. Right. I think he should have made it more vague of where it yeah, took place and exactly. it would have benefited him more because this is one of those things that could take place I would say it could take place in any medium sized town with a large meth problem. <laughs> <laughs> which of which okay. there is a lot in the US. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Going back to the characters um because uh which which leads to the writing because I am a writer and all that fun stuff. Um there are definitely times when I personally felt the dialogue was either clunky, blocky, repetitive. Like one of the characters, uh I know his stereotype oh, yeah, was to yeah, yeah, using bitch and yeah, and all this, yes, yes. And, and I think the that F word you, and other things like that. There and, could have definitely been one more rewrite in there. Mm -hmm. um, maybe like you know, a couple of rehearsals and table reads would have flushed yeah. that out a little bit better. Exactly. Um, like if this was a big budget movie, I definitely think some of that would have changed before getting to the screen. Yeah. But this film was made for eighty five thousand dollars. Yeah, no, which no. is a huge accomplishment. Exactly. No, so it makes sense. And it's like it's totally fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But definitely one of the characters. I felt I knew his stereotype, but it just was annoying for me because it just felt like it was something written of like a high school film. It's just, I, I just. Oh, you didn't I, feel much development with that no, character. He wasn't I didn't. deep enough. No, he wasn't deep enough. I felt like he could have been so much more deeper and then he wasn't. And then towards the third act, when there's the whole masquerade of these other gangs that are around i just i think another thing was that because it was a small scope as you said and then it got bigger and bigger and bigger right. it just made me think like okay who's the real antagonist here who is the real so like start villain? Kind of questioning yeah it. like i felt like the whole concept was starting to kind of get confuddled and confusing because like okay they got trapped into this okay they are trying to do this okay there's this other thing that comes right. up and, and the it's story takes up. twists and turns you're like all right well when are we going to get back to that first lead story exactly it's like they're taking it 
over or they were like put in to try and like make up that for it, which it just it didn't work for me. It's got a very pulp fiction vibe to it in that yes. sense. Yeah, I still I haven't seen pulp that. fiction at all. Like I I've i I've been recommended to it. Don't give me that face. I've been recommended to it. I just have not I'm watched not it. I'm not giving you I'm giving it to the wall because <laughs> I'm worried about giving you this face. <laughs> Well, you've already given it to me a bunch of times today already, so I'm used to it. But no, I'm, but I guess that also just speaks to me of how when you were talking about Pulp Fiction and uh, the style that's Quentin Tarantino. I don't watch a lot of Quentin Tarantino films. He is not my style. He's really not the person I go to regarding right. movie-wise. Every once in a while, maybe, but not a lot. The closest would have been like Django, Chain, Django Unchained. Oh, I love that is a good movie. That is actually a very good movie, and I give credit for that. But all the others, uh, either I've watched or I haven't watched, and I'm just I'm not interested. He's just not my type. So it would Which make sense fine. that I this would, would say, not be my type. All right. Have you seen um, Reservoir Dogs? I'm trying to. Mm. If you're not sure, then you haven't seen no, it. No. Okay. I think I've seen bits so and pieces. I would no, say pieces, you need no. to watch either Reservoir Dogs or Pulp Fiction, and also read the script. Okay. And then that is enough Quentin Tarantino uh, education for you. Mm-hmm. You will understand a lot more, um, not just movie tropes, but um, influencing styles yeah. based on watching watching and reading either one of those two. No. Because they are the best examples. Alrighty, Yeah. I'll put that on my list. But yeah, I just, I definitely felt like towards the end, I was like, okay, what is the actual... Like, who's the actual villain? What are the actual, actual stakes? What is going on? Because definitely one of them was throwing up, like, we're going to kill these motherfuckers. We're going to kill them. It was like, and everyone was like, no, 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 we're not going to kill them. And he's still like, we're going to kill them. We're going to kill them. It was like, <laughs> okay, so what is it? Are they going to kill them? Are they going to not? The main villain guy doesn't want to kill them, but the other guys do. So it's just like, what the fuck, you just got to hang on for the ride. It just felt like, like it felt like the closest to um, a psychedelic drug trip of like, I don't know what the hell is going on. but There I'm are just half lumps and woozles everywhere. Exactly. Half lumps and woozles. I thank you for the what the poo reference. I appreciate <laughs> that. But it just, it felt very convoluting and all that fun stuff. It's okay. It wasn't fun for me. So that's fine. Yeah. Um, what I love, I mean, it has one main um, message and theme. Yeah. But there were so many social commentaries in it, mm-hmm. which I really connected to. So, for example, I love science fiction. Mm-hmm. And what I love about science fiction is science fiction is a political and social commentary on what is going on in our world today. And it displaces us by putting us in a fictionalized environment into the future. Mm-hmm. So we disconnect from it. Um, and what I felt with this is it had that same kind of feeling of putting in all of these underlying social messages. Yeah. It didn't do political message, which I'm really glad it didn't. It yeah, I'm gotten glad into, too. I could have gotten into really messy waters if it had tried to have that yeah, statement. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the social messages were really strong. Yeah. And, you know... Everybody will understand the main message as we were discussing during the Q and A, but really intelligent audiences will understand all the underlying messages. Yeah, and I could see those social messages too. I mean, we were talking about um, in the Q and A of how he was worried as a director that this will become the Chinese finger trap dick movie, kind right. of like how he did bring up Human Centipede. What was the other one that the other American person brought? American Pie. American Pie. You the, always the think about and, the dick, the dick and, the and the pie. Exactly. And he did not want that But it was so funny when, and when, it, when the Chinese figure trap first comes on screen, the first thing I thought about was Human Centipede. Of course. <laughs> 
<laughs> which I have watched because of Anderson Cowan. Yeah, no, because I, he talks about it because he really likes that movie. I've seen the trailer. I maybe you one can't day. Handle it. No, may, you if, can't handle maybe it. Maybe if I have someone to hold their hand and just to cover my eyes, maybe I'll watch it. But not right now. No, I I can't. I can't. And this is someone that has seen like you want to dip this... your toe in. Watch Walrus. Wal- or not Walrus. It's Tusk. I've seen bits and I've seen the trailer for Tusk. Wait, who who who's who's in Tusk? Remind me. I can't remember. His name I feel right like now. it's like Jake Gyllenhaal yeah, or something. It's, it's, yeah, it's him. Oh yeah, because I've seen um I saw a short of Elephant Man, which is definitely like more tamer, but the Elephant Man of a man who turns into an elephant and then like loses connection with his family when all he wants is to connect with them. It's a, it's a short film that I'll right. It's not there. the Elephant Man. It's not the yeah. It's not the Elephant Man. It's no, like Elephant it was a Man. short exactly. Yeah, but yeah. Um, so Tusk. Yeah, Tusk. It, if you watch that, I would say that is a tamer. Oh yeah, version of Human Centipede. Yeah, and it is still traumatizing. Of co- of course, of course, yes. So getting back to Groupers, he was afraid of it not being. He was afraid of it being, you know, be based on a single image or a single running joke. Right, that people the were going to latch onto one thing and not see everything else. Exactly, and I'd like to think that I saw all the other like social messages and whatnot, and I saw beyond the dicker because I thought that was ingenious and I liked the concept as I kept on saying. It's just it was such a great device. Yes, it to was. tell the story through. Yeah, the concept and theme and the social messages were great. It's just some of the execution of. The writing, the script, the characters, throwing things in towards the end and just making more twists and turns than it didn't need to have. Right. Was where I got lost. But there were definitely funny moments here and there. I was laughing. I was well, laughing throughout here and there. I, I just... can tell you, I'm definitely going to go see it again of when it's in theaters. Are. Of course you are. I was dying to tell my boyfriend about it, to mm-hmm. talk to him about it. But yeah. then I was like, I kind of want you to see it though. So I'm like, I probably shouldn't talk to you about it because it's yeah. not going to be in the theaters until like September. And he's like, then don't tell me. Yeah. Like, I'm like this is so painful. <laughs> that was why I was yeah. like, we have to talk about it on the podcast because I have to get this out. Exactly. <laughs> like, I can recommend this movie for other people that I think will like this, but just me as a personal level, it's just, it's not my cup of tea, but I commend him for, you know, executing this idea. Well, I appreciate going you going to see it with me. Of course, of course. It was it was a girls' night that we both needed because we were going through some shit together. Bees! <laughs> Bees and other personal drama that we won't get into. <laughs> All right, well, let's wrap it up. Yes, um, let's wrap it up. This has been a, a lot of media for us to get through. Thank you guys so much for suggesting these great animes to us. Thank Kennedy you. and Alex and Bella. Thank you so much. And um, we'll talk to you guys next time. Yeah, and until the next time, I'm Chelsea Wingo. And I'm Amy Covell. And this is Hashtag, Hashtag Life, Goals. Life Goals. Have a good day, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.